What I wanted to start it off with was to be like, we've got a really special guest today. Oh, yeah. And and then it just be her urn. <laughs> it's mum's ashes. <laughs> Jade loves, Jade Jade loves that idea. Jade's not as dark as us. No. You're going to have oh, to lean no. into it. I will have to for this episode. Welcome to Overdrinks, your new favourite podcast with the sisters you didn't know you needed. Hey guys, just a quick note to say that we actually recorded this episode back in November, but it was the two-year anniversary yesterday, so we thought it was the perfect time to release this one. Alright, let's do another three-way high five. Are we recording? Vibe it, yeah. Ready? Alright, let's do a three-way high five. One, two. Let's have a three-way, guys. Oh, oh I that was good on this. It wasn't good, that. Yeah. Let's go. Oh, oh that was pretty awesome. Oh, yeah, look at that. Okay, one, two, three. You can tell yourself, go, don't oh, do no. it. Sorry, it's just it's really wearing <laughs> massive rings as well. It's just more painful. It's my... Me and Jay just need to get the right angle. <laughs> yeah. okay, okay. I think we need to look because I this is sorted. Oh, uh, see? There we well, go. now I've got any, like, no contact because I'm scared. <laughs> well, just do no okay, contact. Last one. Two. Just do it how you Minimal contact. One, two, three. Oh, yes. There we go. So I get it now. All right, guys. We've, we've got it. That was <laughs> a minute of us doing three-way high facts. All right, we just need to uh, pump ourselves up because this is going to be a tough one. The toughest one we've ever done. In fact, there haven't been any tough ones. <laughs> it's all been easy except for this one. <laughs> well, we started this whole thing for it to cheer everyone up and this is going to fucking mm. cheer everyone down. Exactly. Cheer people down, that's it. Well, I guess that's the first thing we're going to talk about. So what we're talking about this episode, <laughs> what we're talking about this episode and why we wanted I'm to do so this I'm so nervous. I'm very so, nervous. Obviously, I won't make eye contact with any of you. <laughs> and then she makes direct eye contact with me. She's <laughs> got one eye on each of us. Um, so obviously, you'd be able to tell by the title of this episode, I'm sure, already. But we're going to be finally talking about our mum and losing our mum and what happened that day. And <laughs> really going into detail about how yeah. shit our lives have been but since. Just uh, right off the bat, our mum died on. <laughs> fuck, that even sounds so weird saying that. Mm. Our mum died on the 10th of January 2021, so the start of last year, by a brain aneurysm. And it was completely out of the blue. No one saw it coming. Like, she wasn't sick or anything. She was actually on a health kick at the time. Mm. She'd been going for walks all the time. She'd given up smoking. She had stopped smoking for, like, two years. Yeah, and she had tried to, like, cut back on drinking heaps. And she was actually in the greatest shape of her life. <laughs> yeah. And then she got knocked out by a brain yeah, aneurysm. So you never know. So the fact is, <laughs> don't, don't drinking, stop smoking, don't, don't stop, stop drinking, and don't exercise yeah, because exactly. you will die. <laughs> exactly. But why we wanted to do this episode was... A lot of people often tell us that we um, dealt with it really well and that we're still really positive and everything. So yeah. we want to give our tips on grief. We're not just trying to depress you and be like, oh my God, this is what happened yeah. to us. Yeah. We're trying to... A lot of people are going to lose a loved one. Exactly. It's just At a fact point. of life. Hmm. It and happened to us a bit earlier than we were expecting, but it did happen. And I think it's one of those things, if this can help 
one person yes our whole podcast is about being positive and cheering people up and making people feel good but if there this can not this help, episode yeah not today bring you down. if this can help just one person who might be going through something similar or will go through something similar or, or has a friend who's going yeah, through it exactly um it will like mean a lot to us and it will make a difference if it just helps one person yeah so and i know like when we were going through the like the deep depths of it when it first happened podcasts were i didn't like to spend you know like chloe was saying with her breakup she wanted to be surrounded by people all the time because it kept away the head noise it was the same thing with when mum died i constantly was like i like I used to listen to podcasts all the time that were like comedy podcasts that cheered comedy me up podcasts yeah 100 were what i listened to when exactly and it actually like got me through and made a big difference and so if we can do that that for mm. people if our podcast can be that obviously not this episode this will be like a i don't know we're probably still going to be making our like this will be like jokes. the final scene of titanic yeah compared to the, the rest, rest of the, the rest of the movie yeah that's a exactly. good one the i just rest came of, up with that on the spot how clever am i so so clever, clever. but yeah i think as well like grief is such a lonely time it's such a lonely feeling mm, yeah even even though all three of us and dad four of us were experiencing it this, you yeah. still feel alone exactly your you're experiencing is, different. Com- is completely yeah. different to everyone exactly else's. and if we can make someone out there feel less alone i think knowing mm. that people that have gone through something that you're going through or have gone through can make you feel less alone yeah. so if that if this helps you in any way then that's what we're doing this for mm. and as much as i don't want to be defined by this and defined by what happened to us and defined mm. by like being like the girl with the dead mom or where the girls mm. with the dead mom or whatever mm. i think and i don't want to be seen as a victim and i don't want people to pity me and i'm sure you guys feel the same way i hate being pitied yeah it's still a huge part of our story and it's yeah. a huge part of, of us lives. and yeah. what happened to us and we wanted to do this podcast and be completely authentic in ourselves mm. yeah and transparent and not be like pretending to be someone else and everything and we wanted this is meant to be like a drink with your friends mm. over drinks and you're getting to know and us sometimes you get you a little bit drunk and you have the exactly. DNM of the night mm. exactly and this is one of those dnms we want people to feel like they connect to us and they can get to know us more and mm. this is a big part of our story that well. just reminded me of these are their stories thank you we go. we're already laughing guys see yeah this is how we deal with lots of things i'm sure there'll be some tears but we're probably going to make some really inappropriate jokes as well exactly. well what i wanted to start it off with was to be like we've got a really special guest today oh yeah and and then it just be her urn <laughs> It's mum's ashes. <laughs> Jake loves. Jake, Jake loves not that as dark idea. as us. No, you're gonna have to I'm lean not. into it. I will have to for this episode. Like Chloe said before, I think one of the main things that we want to get across is that you can still be a positive person. Like we were really, really positive people, mm. and we thought that that would change after this happened. And you still can be a positive person. You still, still can be happy. Yeah, mm. you can still be happy. You can still have fun, mm. and you can still make jokes. You can still laugh, and that's what this is all about. Mm. You know, mm. you've already listened to all the other episodes where we're like having fun, and obviously like you know going out all the time having fun mm. joking about stuff having so much fun together and so it can show you that yeah we're going to tell you what we've been through and it will show that that's not the whole picture you yeah. Yeah. yeah your life doesn't end just because theirs did exactly yeah. you know wow god i'm coming out with the wisdom today <laughs> <laughs> but the most important thing of every episode is what are we drinking and today to honor our little poncy poo we also used to call her poncy which oh, is yeah. super random but she was a brave and courageous glowworm which we might get into <laughs> later <laughs> and to honor poncy we've got a little bottle of moet yeah. i know it feels so wrong saying it it's supposed yeah. to be moe but it's moet so i'm gonna pop it live <laughs> let's do it Chloe. it takes jay's eye out <laughs> jade starts crying already <laughs> 
perfect. Cheers to you, Mum. I feel like she's in the room with us right now. She is Mm. in champagne form. We're going to consume her. (laughs) With a little little bit bit of of ashes. Each glass. What is that off while he drinks his dad? It's um I feel like it's uh, Keith Richards from Keith the Richards Rolling Stones. Snorts. He snorted his, his dad's ashes. No, it's actually he drinks it in coffee. It's oh, uh, it's um Juday. I mean this is probably the perfect time to Chloe said we'll get to it later in the episode, but why don't we all share something about mum? Oh yeah. Well <laughs> I don't know well enough. <laughs> Well, let's cheers this. Oh, we'll cheers it after. Well, she was... Oh, yeah. Cheers it after. She was... Cheers <laughs> it after. She was... She was just like champagne, and everyone always says how much she was like yeah, champagne. She bubbly. Was bubbly, and I think that's actually what the Penning said the Penning in that said. Net, Yeah, the champagne was like, Mom, she was bubbly and effervescent, and that she was best to be shared over pe- with, with friends. her friends or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's so perfect and so true. Yeah. I remember one thing I was, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast, I'm sure I have, but I was like a painfully shy kid and I used to really struggle talking to people up until my late teens. And mm. I remember I used to look at mum and I, she had no trouble talking to anyone. She was just the most confident person ever, oh but not God, arrogant yeah, so friendly. at all, just so friendly, could strike up a conversation with anyone. And I remember I just used to look at her when I was younger and I was like, why can't I be like that? I just oh, want to be like that. that. Like because I, I would struggle so much talking to people. I'd go bright red if anyone started talking to me. And this is like into my teens. This isn't when I was like a kid. Mm. Anyway, and I just remember growing up and I remember I had this really nice conversation with mum not long before she died and she was sitting on my bed. I still lived at home. And I was saying how I always wanted to grow up and be like her and I just wanted to be able to talk to anyone. And I was like, I feel like I'm now at that age where I am confident enough and I am a lot like you. And mm. she started crying and she was like, oh, my God, I think that's the nicest thing you ever said to me. Yeah. And that was one of my favourite moments because I always wanted to grow up and be like her and I felt like I kind of did grow up. And yeah, that would have been really like special her. to her as well. Because I'm I so know. glad that I got to tell yeah. her that. Yeah, I think that was one of the, the great things is that we told her absolutely everything. 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 We told her how much she meant to us. There was nothing mm. that went unsaid. We told her we that we loved to. her every day. Yeah, yeah. Like, she told us everything yeah. as well. There's so many stories that exactly. she probably didn't need to tell her kids, but, like, we just mm. had such an open relationship. Yeah. I Okay, I feel like everyone says, oh, so I'm so close to my parents and stuff. You have no idea. Yeah. She was our yeah. fourth sister. Like, yeah. She was literally so invested in our lives. We were so invested in hers. We knew yeah. everything about her. We're she knew everything about we were obsessed us. With her. Like when I lost my virginity, I told her the very next yeah. morning. Yes, yeah, like, so who tells I. their parents that? Yeah, like, same. It was that's not something a teenage girl should tell their mum yeah. immediately. But I like wanted her to know, and she was like exactly. so excited yeah. for me. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, she was just the best. I mean, she was so warm and Mm. so. She was actually physically warm too. Yeah. And just so beautiful. I also want to say as well, of course, we remember like the highlight points of it, but she was like also that crazy European (laughs) song, like the short temper snap, like tiny little. Like uh, whenever I watch um, Modern Family, it always reminds me of her Gloria. Gloria. Yeah, Yeah. 100%. (laughs) Like, she's totally fine, and then all of a sudden she's, like, threatening Jay with a knife or something like that. <laughs> What's your favourite memory or thing you want to say? One that just came to my mind was um, the night before I went in to have... Can you stop growing? We've already lost one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm surprised we made it this far without <laughs> someone crying yeah. already. I thought when you guys walked in the door today, like, one of you guys was already going to be crying. Mm. I thought I was. I was literally having a panic attack on my leg. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes, well, I know I do, and I think you do it as well, and I don't know whether Jay does. I think we just can go into this weird zone where we like 
go shut completely off. numb. Yeah, we like it's numb fun. ourselves to it. Well, that's yeah. what I was like today. So anyway, um, the night before I was about to have Florence because I was having a cesarean, so it was scheduled, and she messaged me and she said, I know the feelings that you're probably feeling right now, obviously about to have your second baby and how you can ever imagine loving something as much as you, you love your first. Mm. And then she said, you can't imagine your heart to like grow anymore, but I know that you can because you're my second baby or something oh like God, that. Oh my God, that's so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Just projectile vomit everywhere. <laughs> no, and um, yeah, and then she, it was a longer message than that, but it was just something that when I think about her, I just remember because I was like, it was such a beautiful thing to say in that mm. point and just like how emotional she could understand that I was like being like, oh my God, Ollie's not going to be my baby anymore. And yeah. like, it's just such a weird experience to be in and feel and like just have your mum messaging you saying that, and like knowing that I was experiencing that without yeah. even talking to me before. Yeah. Like it was just, yeah. She one knew of my, how you'd be feeling. Yeah. yeah. It was one of my faves. Oh, I love that. I love that. I think I remember you or mum reading me that message and just thinking that was the cutest thing mm. ever. Yeah. What's that? It was a spaceship. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I can't well, even think right now what my favourite memory was. We she had a plan, though. Yeah, we didn't plan it. But Chloe mentioned before that we called her Ponzi and we all had these, like, weird characters, like, names. <laughs> I was Epi, like, we've spoken about on the podcast before. Epimenondas, the little Greek boy that made all those mistakes. Oh, no, Spanish. <laughs> and he, like, couldn't do anything right. And that's me. <laughs> <laughs> sure is, love. And then Chloe doesn't have the sense you were born with. The schizophrenic bull ant called Pert and then Pin Pin. Pin Pin. <laughs> Hurt when I was in a good mood, pin pin when I was angry because she's I, very moody. I'm very Mine moody. Mine sucks. <laughs> Yours is Heineken, the Jewish guinea pig. Guinea pig. <laughs> Makes no sense. Because we're just trying to make it really random. Yeah. It's not. It's not all. All of yours videos. are really <laughs> put to you though, and mine is just like, what is the Jewish guinea pig? Because you said. <laughs> I'm a Jewish guinea pig. No, you came over and you were like, how come? Because you weren't living at home at this point. So we mm. like made making it up at home or whatever. Dad still doesn't have one. Yeah. I don't think we made one up, but I think we forgot it. Yeah. I don't know. Dad's I don't just Bradley the Meek. Yeah. <laughs> it is I, Bradley the Meek. <laughs> anyway. You he can says kind that of every time the, he gets home. Yeah. You can kind of get the, um, the picture of our weirdo family. <laughs> but then Jade came and was like, how come I don't have a character? And so as a joke, we said, you do. Heineken, Heineken, Jewish guinea pig. And it's like, stuck. That, that yeah, just as a joke. And then it, it just doesn't there. kind of reflect my personality. I know. Jade, you're the most Jewish guinea pig <laughs> I've ever made in my life. But mum's totally does because she was the brave and courageous glow worm. And so she like glowed and everything. Mm. And she was brave she and was courageous. So brave. Yeah. And so like anytime she'd go through something that was like difficult or whatever, she was like, but I was brave and courageous and stuff like that. <laughs> Ponzi just, can do anything. Yeah, exactly. And it was just this cute thing. And we always said like she was should write a book about like Ponzi and like it could be a little kid's book and stuff. Mm. But anyway, so that's that little story. Cheers to Ponzi. Cheers, girls. Okay, so why has it taken us so long to do this episode? This is going to be such a scat episode and no one wants to deal with the mental Mm. trauma that's going to come after it. Yeah. (laughs) I mean me. And like Chloe said before, our main purpose of this podcast was to entertain people and make them feel better and, and cheer them up and stuff. So we're putting it off because we're like, this is obviously not going to be like a happy, funny. It's going to be a super downer fun. episode. Yeah. Mm. 
But I think the main reason is that we've been scared to do it because we know that it's going to be bringing everything back up and reliving it all and stuff like Mm. that. And it's just going to be like slightly traumatic. But And that's how I deal with my grief. I live in a fantasy world called Nile. And none of this has happened and she is on a holiday and she'll be back soon. Oh, actually, that's what I wanted to talk to you guys about. Okay. You know, we always joke that mum's just like pranking us and she's going to be like, gotcha. So, you know how for work I've been traveling a lot. Yeah, so the one that I did today for the activation, it was actually in Sydney. So I didn't have to travel anywhere and we needed a photographer. So I got Faith to do the photography, which was really good. So we went out there together. Mm. And for the activation, we have a radio station come and they do like a really fun, like entertain the crowd out the front Mm. because it's for a store opening. And they had like face painters and they had a magician. And I was like (laughs) looking at this magician. He had like a little uh, silver sequin bow tie and it was just hilarious. And then he came, came over and kind of introduced himself. And then he like went into the crowd again. And then he came back over when they were doing the ribbon cutting at the this very beginning. This was today. This was this morning. Yeah. And then he comes over to me and he goes, I just met your mum. And I was like, oh, my God. Sorry? And he goes, I just met your mum. She's over there. She's so proud of you. And I was like, what? what <laughs> and he was like, hell? she's just pointing you out. And he was like, I just met her in the crowd. I was like, I didn't think it was my mum. He was like, no, it was your mum. She pointed right at you. I was like, my mum's not here. And he's like, well, she must have come down. And I was like, oh my God. No. What and the I was like, hell? she must have come down as well. I was like, <laughs> from heaven. <laughs> I was like, my mum passed away last year. And then he was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I was like, who was it? Who, who did you see? And then I started like looking in the crowd and I was actually looking for her. I yeah. was like, oh my God, she's here. And I was getting so fucking rattled. And then I don't know if that was just his way of coming over and talking to me. And it went really south. Because he was looking cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, because then he started apologizing about it after and being like, oh, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have done that or something. And I was like, well, if you thought it was my mom. Anyway, and then he's like looking in the crowd and I was like, which one was it? And he was like really delaying to get to it because I was like, and I was literally searching for mum's Maybe he was trying to put it together though. Maybe he was like, did a ghost just Yeah. And then he was like, that one there with the, with the funky hair, she's a hairdresser. And I was like, oh, I was like, no, no, that's not my mum. And I was just like, <laughs> and then he the got hell? so awkward and like avoided me for the rest of the day. I'm not surprised. <laughs> it's kind of an out there interaction. I know, but then after that, I was like, I'm not even exaggerating. And because we were doing this episode tonight and I knew that we were doing this. So it was always that in the back of my mind. must have been so rattling. It was so rattling to the point that I had to actually walk away and take five. Because yeah, I was like, I'm going to burst into Someone had taken an hour. And you know what I said to him as well? I go to him, I was like... I mean, and he's like, I'm so sorry. It mustn't have been you. I was like, I mean, well, you are a magician. Maybe you did see it. Yeah. <laughs> and he didn't find that funny. How, <laughs> how perfect that he was a magician. Too. Mm. That's crazy. Would have been weirder if the Lord. face painter said that to me. <laughs> <laughs> I just painted your mum and someone's face. <laughs> what do you think? Ponzi? Is that you? Oh, my God. Someone's face. <laughs> Oh my god! Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, so that was fun. And then, so oh my god! And then when I got home, because I worked the afternoon from home, when I got home, I picked up my phone, and you know how if you accidentally like slide to the left from your mm-hmm. home screen, it's does the it memories, photos, memories. Oh, it's our last Christmas together when we're all standing on the stairs. It's our last Christmas before COVID, and I'm holding Mum's hand, and I've got my arm around her, and then Jade, Lauren, and Dad are in the back, and it's mm-hmm. just like that. Why are you sending me signs today of all days? All of my memories, like I would say, nine out of ten times, are like got Mum in them. We love that. All right, guys. I know we've been dreading it, but should we get into the all, day? The day it happened. The day our lives the world changed stopped. forever. Yeah. So to start off, 
it was COVID times. And, it, you know, if you're local to Sydney, actually, I think everyone knew this, but Northern Beaches was in lockdown well, over in, Christmas. in Brussels might not know this. Australia, Sydney, Northern Beaches were in lockdown. And then Northern Beaches itself got split into two. So it was the Pitwater side, which is the north side, and the Ringer side, which is the south side. And Jade was living in Warringah at the time, so we couldn't spend Christmas with her, which was yeah. so shit. And mum was devastated. And you know what she said to me as well when we were leading up? She's like, I'm still going to get to have my Christmas on. Yeah, she kept saying that. I'm she's not, like, I'm not, I'm not going to get to do my Christmas, yeah, am she's I? like, I'm not, am I going to get my Christmas? And I was like, mum, there is no way you're not yeah. going to get your Christmas. You're overreacting. Because this yeah. was on the 18th. She never did. I remember. Like, yeah, because she loved entertaining. Mm. She used to go, like, above and beyond with, like, decorations and everything. And we had Christmas at ours the last few years. And she, like, oh, my God, like, absolutely loved it. It was like mm. she'd start planning in, like, August. Yeah, we'd yeah. go all out planning all this yeah. stuff. Yeah, they'd have cards, a different theme. Faces. Yeah, mm. exactly. She'd, like, yeah. Make name cards. She used to make me make menus. Mm. Yeah, so she had planned all of this, like, extravagant stuff for Christmas. And the COVID stuff was getting out of control again. And then she was starting to get, like, nervous that it wasn't going to happen. And then I remember when on the news they announced it and she, like, Really, she like called and was like, "Oh my god, I'm not going to get to do my Christmas." Yeah, like, she was really. I just yeah. remember being on the phone to her because she called me as soon as the news, and she was like, "What the hell are we going to do?" Well, you'll have to just come. Yeah. And she kept being like, "You have to come," and I was like, "Mum, there's like huge fines. Like if a neighbor even hears us, or like mm. something happens, now we'll be in massive trouble." But then so she good. was so cute because then she was like, "Oh, at least we'll do the Christmas at yours the day yeah. before we went into the lockdown." Yeah, do you remember. And so at least we got to do our presents all together. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, it was so crazy. I think she just knew. It was like she knew somehow mm. that she wasn't going to get to do it. There was lots of times she used to actually like come into my bed at night and be like, you know, if anything happens to me, I want you to know that I'm really happy. Like, mm. I'm really happy. I've lived a good life. I love you girls. I'm so happy. Yeah. She was like, I know what my purpose in life was because obviously being married to a dual Olympian, mm. she would have a lot of the time being like, oh, well, what have I achieved? Yeah. But she was like, the relationship I have with you girls, that's my purpose in life. Like yeah. I was meant to be a mother. I was meant to be your girl's mother. Mm. And, she and she was the best nailed it. anyone could ever ask for. Like and I can't even put into words. she a little period of being the best dormy too. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, exactly. She absolutely liked the relationship she had with Ollie was just so beautiful. I've got so many videos mm. of it on my phone and everything. That's one thing that I'm so grateful for as well because we were so obsessed with her. Like I was always oh, whipping yeah. my phone out and like filming yeah. her and I've got so many photos and videos of her like doing stupid things mm. and saying things and it, mm. even like just before the Christmas that we had when it was just Chloe, me, dad, mum and our auntie and she, we had this huge Christmas ham yeah. and I've got this like four minute video of her carving a Christmas oh, ham yeah. and as a vegan for me it's like traumatising. I'm like, oh, <laughs> don't think I can film this anymore. But she's like doing like a Nigella Lawson kind of like cooking style <laughs> video and I've watched that so many times because it's so like just her and it's like so long and she's like making all these jokes and everything but that's been so good Mm. don't ever let anyone tell you to like not to to film things or to take photos and stuff because that is like the one savior that you have this like little thing of memories i actually really struggle looking at videos of her Mm. i can look at photos of her and i'm okay and i miss her face but i can't look at videos of her like hearing her voice is what triggers me but one day they'll be super special yeah Mm. i don't watch them all the time it has to be like i only watch them every second (laughs) every day 
yeah. I can't possibly. I can't even see a photo of her over there. Mm. Well, I mean, a whole house is covered in photos yeah. of her, so that would be impossible. All right. So the day that it happened, we had just gotten out of lockdown. So it was literally the day we got out of lockdown. Yeah. It was the day we got out of lockdown. Mum had planned this beautiful lunch she for so Jade excited. and Steve and the kids to come over. All day she was like running around, so excited. She was like cleaning up the house like the prince was coming over. We kept being like, Mum, why are you putting so much into this? She like Steve. changed all like the blue loos in the toilets yeah. and everything. I'm like, Mum, relax. And it's so crazy as well because in the messages it just seems so strange now because I was messaging you being like, today is the day, like yeah, we won. Yeah. And then I was like, we finally get to see each other. But I kept saying today is the day. day. And one more day. day. One more day, one more sleep. That's all she had left in her life. <laughs> She's oh counting it down. She knew. But, yeah, so Jade came over and we had a barbecue here, which was – so amazing but she literally had missed jade and the kids so much and she finally got to see them and actually gave them a cuddle and everything Mm. and the thing with the brain aneurysm as well which is what the doctor said is that she could have had this for like 20 plus years Mm. and it's literally a ticking time whole life yeah it's a ticking time bomb it could have gone off at any moment Mm. and it's like she waited until yeah like it could have gone off the night before it could have gone off a week before but we were all together we're all having such a nice day Mm. she was surrounded by everyone that she loved yeah and she put on like such a special meal that one thing that really upsets me and it was really hard is that we didn't get to eat any of the food. So then in the days leading after, we, had to, me and Chloe were, we were eating, eating the food and it was just, I was just crying. <laughs> we were literally crying. crying. The the <laughs> I was like, this is the last meal that my mum has ever cooked me and will ever cook me. Mm, and so I've microwaved it after she died. Mm. What the fuck? So funny. It's not, it's not funny. It's, just <laughs> it's that, so funny. It's just so, it's just so crazy. Hmm. Jade had arrived. We saw all the kids and everything. I think it was like 15 minutes after you had arrived. It was 12 minutes on the dot. Yeah. So hmm. she literally saw Jade, saw all the kids, hmm. went back in the kitchen. And she had said to me so many times in the lead up, hmm. I'm so excited. I'm so hmm. excited. I'm so happy I get to see them. Like, so she literally was like, so ha- so that's like she's probably so excited that she calls the brain <laughs> yeah it's your fault Jade. no i felt really bad because we we're both really excited to see ollie again and i picked her up we were like running towards we heard well, them arrive no i called you oh did remember? you remember because you were in the driveway me, oh don't yeah call, don't let mum know yeah and so, so she I heard me running Lauren. out yeah and then she was like Lauren, don't you dare she came like running out the front and then i like picked her up and swung her around and like threw her back in the house and ran out you exploded that on your i know and so i thought about that a few times but yeah (laughs) at night when i started by myself it's just so crazy that like it happened it was like there was some part i don't know we were very lucky like it was like it does give us a little bit of comfort knowing that she was so happy mm. and she was finally doing her favorite thing she was doing her favorite thing she's surrounded by all her favorite people mm. if it had to happen that way in that time i it couldn't have happened in a better way yeah so. i remember there was a really special moment that i remember a lot as well was that Ryan and I had been at the beach all morning and we came back here. It was like a lunchtime thing. And mm. I was just in a towel, my bikini, my hair was wet. And I was having a conversation with her probably about like the night before or something else. It was on a Sunday morning as well. And she's like talking to me and she's just using like the back of her finger and like patting my stomach with the back of her finger. And I don't have a drop of makeup on or anything. She's like, you are so beautiful. <laughs> And I was just like, you are just the most stunning <laughs> creature I've ever seen. No, but that's what I mean. Like, she was just yeah, our yeah. biggest fan, yeah. even if we were like, mm. she was our number one cheerleader. Yeah, she was just so obsessed with she us. She would probably love this podcast. Yeah, mm. seriously. <laughs> 
And I also remember I was hungover that morning and then she came out and she had a bottle of champagne. She's like, you can have a glass of champagne with me. I was like, no, I'm pretty hungover. I don't think I will. And she was like, oh, you're so boring. That's right. And that was the last thing she said to me before she died. And that's why Chloe's been on a party <laughs> rampage ever since. I'm a promise I'm not boring anymore. <laughs> um, for me, well, obviously we had been separated for, what was it, three weeks. And so obviously I was asking you guys in the morning being like, today is the day. Yeah. Little did we know. I can't remember what happened, but Floss was having like a long nap or something. Like she was only eight weeks old at the time. So I was messaging mum being like, I just need to let Floss have a sleep and we'll be over and stuff. Mm. I'm like, I'm so sorry we're going to be late or whatever and she was like that's fine that's fine anyway and then we drove in the driveway driveway and i've got the video <laughs> of oh, you yeah. guys running out and i've yeah. got like you <laughs> and then you guys like yelling in the back and whatever and then i just remember coming in and she went to go get flossy and to give her a cuddle or whatever and i was like oh no she's asleep like we'll just take her into your room or whatever and she was like okay and so we went and put her in the bed and then I think I said like a couple I gave her a little cuddle and then said a couple words to her and then I came down the back and was chatting to you and then I just remember hearing oh my god oh my god what's what's happened or something and mm. Lauren yelling and then I went running in straight away because we thought it was and I Ollie. thought it was Ollie yeah. yeah and I thought I was like freaking out because I was like Ollie, Lauren, and Mum were the only ones inside. And Floss. And, well, and Floss was obviously in Mum's room, but she's an infant. Like, she wasn't going to be doing anything. And I thought, I don't know why, but I immediately, I don't know why. Well, because you're Mum. I immediately pictured, though, no, but this, that he pictured, uh, that he swallowed a thumbtack. I don't know why that just went into my brain. (laughs) I thought he had poured some of Mum's cooking on himself and burnt himself everywhere. Yeah. Anyway, and then... When we went running in and I saw Ollie just like petrified in the corner of mm. the kitchen and you were over mum. And mum and was just, I just sitting up against the wall. Yeah. Like she was asleep. And yeah. I thought when I first saw her like that, I thought she had tried to get something out of the – because she was heating up Ollie's food. Yeah. I thought she tried to get something out of the microwave and, and like had electrocuted hit, herself. Oh. So that was God, my It's so funny thought. how everyone has like – I thought she different. had got really hot – and she had like passed yeah, out because it was the, the middle of summer as yeah. well, and that kitchen got really hot. What about you, Lizzie? This <laughs> is my time to step in and tell the story. Mm. Um, so, what were her last words to you? <laughs> so, basically, I was inside, and everyone else was out the back, and Mum was in the kitchen preparing all the food, and I was inside with the kids. I'd heard Flossie like crying a little bit, so I went in to check on her, and I was just kind of like patting her and like lulling her back to sleep. And then Ollie came in. And this is where I'm confused because I remember me filming Ollie as he's coming inside. And then I thought that's when I saw mum. But I think I remember being in the room with both kids. It's all a bit of a blur. But anyway, I remember being with the kids and I, um, whether it was just Flossie or Ollie and Floss, and then I heard mum say something along the lines of, oh, I can't feel my hands or I'm having trouble feeling my hands. My My hands feel weird. Or something like that. And I was like, I just called out from the other room. I was in mum and dad's room and Flossie was on the bed and mum was in the kitchen. And I yelled out something like, oh, like arthritis pain or, and she didn't reply. And I was kind of distracted by the kids. So I like for a few seconds, I forgot that didn't realize that she hadn't replied or wasn't worried. And then I went out into the kitchen and I saw her slumped against the oven in the corner of our kitchen, like in between the dishwasher and the oven. And at first, mm. I thought for a very split, split second. <laughs> she was kidding. I thought she was joking. Playing she used to, we used to come home and she would be Pretend laying on dead. the floor yeah. playing dead 
I, I it reckon sounds over weird, but she's just, yeah, yeah, it was like, it would get more and more dramatic every yeah. single time. <laughs> and this then, one time, I'm pretty sure she laid down with a knife <laughs> to pretend that she had died well, or been murdered. The, she used to do crazy stuff all the time. And actually, the day that this happened, like about an hour before she passed away, she'd pranked dad by like locking him in the, in the bathroom <laughs> and made me film it. I've got a video so of it. Impressed. I know. Dad's just like, what are you doing? And she's like laughing her head off. Anyway, so for a split second, I thought she was going to be doing the like, pretending to be dead thing and i used to always be like oh no not again and then mm. she'd crack up laughing and i nearly said it this time but i just knew something was off i was like it was middle of summer and she slumped against the oven that was mm. weird and her glasses were like fully crooked on her face <laughs> and i was like she usually likes to look glamorous even if she's pregnant <laughs> and so i just thought it was really she's weird joking. and i ran over and i was like i thought the same thing she just passed out from the heat yeah we had mm-hmm. the aircon on but the oven just gets so and hot and the back door was open as well yeah so like- yeah and it was the middle of summer Anyway, and I went over and I was like, Mom, Mom, are you okay? Are you all right? What's wrong? And I was like, Mom, she wake up. She was cutting the pork as well, so wasn't she sitting on the huge knife? Oh, yeah, she had a knife right next to her as well, so I like moved that out of the way, and I was like trying to wake her up, and I thought she'd just passed out. And I called out for Dad, and all you guys ran in. Fuck, I haven't thought about this day in such a long time. I know. And then, well, I think about this I all the time. I replay it all the time. And then I remember like shaking her and trying to wake her up, and she was making this weird snoring, snoring breathing noise, sound. Yeah. But And so I thought it was a good sign that she was breathing, but apparently that's very common with brain aneurysms mm. and it's not actually breathing it's like a thing that the body does like it's after. when they have they go into cardiac arrest apparently isn't it that they make that snoring noise yeah i'm not sure but i, I remember like thinking it sounded like she was like because her tongue was like her jaw was locked and i remember trying to like pull her tongue out of her mouth so that she wouldn't swallow her tongue and mm. stuff and then i was trying to like breathe into her mouth i didn't know what to do and i was like mom mom and chloe's boyfriend came in and he was like down next to me trying to like we're both trying to wake her up and i remember get running her into in a better and position. yelling at you to put her into recovery position like that would fucking help yeah I had no idea what well we didn't happening. know we had no idea so we were like trying to get her on her side so she could breathe and she wasn't and like, I choking was, we've said this before on the podcast i jade and chloe don't both deal well themselves. in so stressful sad. situations oh. jade and i just completely <laughs> remember actually no, jade ran I into ran. florence grabbed florence's little what's it called the <laughs> cradle <laughs> thing <laughs> capsule and runs it out to me he's like and I'm like holding this fucking baby couch. I'm like, what am I doing? So I just no, put her down in the backyard. She was crying. So there was yeah. a method. She was crying and I gave her to you because I wanted to go get Rach next door, oh. our nurse neighbor. I can still and picture so you both. I both was like flying yeah, I was... out the house. Okay, you know olive oil from Popeye? Yeah, yeah. that's what it was like. Yeah. Yeah. You both were like basically hands on your face. And I don't know what happened to me, but I... You don't know what happened to you, Lauren. That's you in every stressful situation. You go straight into action. It was like I randomly got into this zone where I was just so overly focused. And I was like, okay, I need need to to do whatever I can. You were so calm and level-headed. Yeah, but I just knew that she wasn't going to die. I Mm. I actually knew that in Mm. my being. Like, I could not believe it. I was like in such denial that anything could happen to her. And trying to be so overly positive, I just... It was like in every ounce of me thought that she would survive. That there was Mm. no way anything could happen because that was the worst thing that could ever possibly had that belief too but i wasn't i didn't think she was gonna die at be like that wasn't the end yeah like i just thought she was gonna be like yeah in hospital and it was gonna be like that's where my mind went the fucked up thing with me never death is that and this sounds so bad it's not that i wanted this i obviously wanted her to survive but in my brain i i knew i knew that it was really bad (laughs) i just remember i don't know if steve rang the ambulance or someone and i remember jade i think you gave me the phone you were like it's the ambulance person can yeah, you try to get yeah. something so yeah I, I think i went to go next door to get our nurse neighbor 
and then, <laughs> nurse neighbor. Why am I saying that? A neighbor, a neighbor who's a nurse. nurse. Yeah. And then I, as home. I was running, I was like, you should call an ambulance as well. And by yeah. the time I had got back, because I was like smashing on a door and she wasn't home. And by the Apparently time I all get, the neighbors saw you as well. Yeah. Which probably wouldn't have been flattering. I was in a short dress. Oh my god, who fucking cares? <laughs> <laughs> but by the time I had come back, Steve was on the phone and he was like, "Can you get close enough to hear her breathing?" And I was like, "I went to go." And then I was like, "Why am I putting a third, well, fourth body into this when you mm. and Ryan were already there?" And so I was like, "Do you want to?" Yeah. And so I spoke to the girl on the phone and, and she kind of talked me through. It. She was like, "Ask me about her breathing and everything." And then um, basically, I ended up having to give her CPR. And I'll never forget. Oh my like, god, that is the most traumatizing. Yeah, thing that it was so, should ever have to do. It was so life. fucked, and I, but I just was so focused. It was like mm. I had so much adrenaline. Yeah, and I I remember just the counting of like mm. the one, two, three, four, and like the pressing. And you have to do it so much faster and so much harder oh, than you would think that you have to. You actually can like break that. You're supposed to like break, break the ribs. Yeah, yeah, do it so hard that you're breaking them, which is so hard when it's like your mom. Oh, I just thought I was going to vomit. Water? Anyway, no, I'm okay. And then, yeah, and like that's one thing that I always say, like with um, Chloe's ex boyfriend Ryan, like he was right by my side the whole time, being like, "You're doing so well, Loz. You're doing so well. Keep going, Loz. Keep going." And like, I just remember, like, yeah, it was just so fucked. And I remember being, just being like in such like a zone, like I'm going to save you, mom, like no matter what. And like, I remember even thinking, I was like, I was having this like out of body like experience where I could almost see like what was happening from like above. And I remember mum always used to have this joke. Cause like, I was like crazily <laughs> obsessed with her. <laughs> and she used to say, one of these days I'm going to be like in, in the hospital and Jane and Chloe are going to be told they have to turn like the light support <laughs> off. And you're going to be like, no. And then I thought she would be like watching me give her CBR and like laughing. Like I'm already gone. Like I'm just like kept going. And I was doing for so long. And they're like, Lauren, are you okay? Do you never rest? And I was like, no, I'm fine. Like, and I just, kept going and I was like I'm gonna save her like of course this has gonna happen it'll be this funny story like of course mum I saved you like we always knew this would happen kind of thing I was gonna let the life support go up and then oh god I didn't actually think that I was gonna cry through that day. Like, I didn't think we were gonna go this deep into the day yeah and then anyway and then so did it until the paramedics eventually came which was good but the, it was crazy because um everyone else was kind of like i think you guys had gone out the we front were, oh, i couldn't know where no, we're uh, and then um so me and dad were inside with the paramedics and they were doing it and that was like traumatic because i put remember a, they put a machine on yeah you. i remember jade and i were outside and we could hear the machine it was like it mm. was like ricocheting through the whole it was, yeah and i was like i'm never gonna chloe ran out, out of my head yeah i ran across you, the street i remember I was chloe like, ran and yeah. I had, obviously, I had Ollie and Florence there. And thank God Steve was there. They were so traumatized that day. They had no yeah. idea what was going on. Yeah. They knew something fucked was happening. Ollie was like. Yeah. And you ran across the street and I was like, oh, my God, I don't really know what to do because I was I like, was I like, can't hear that sound. Yeah. And then I think I followed you out you and you were me. on the corner by that point. Because at this point, Ryan was still inside. Mm. And I remember I came back. And he was on And the- he was sitting on the porch at the front of the house. And he was just praying. And I was like, he's not a very religious person. Like, why is he praying? And I was like, what's wrong? And he was like, dad comes out and he was like. It's not looking good. She doesn't have a pulse yeah. clo. And as soon as he said that, my legs just like went from under me. I was like, she doesn't have a pulse. What the fuck? Mm. 
I, I just, remember this like young family walked past and mm. there was all these kids and I remember just like looking at them and they're like, What the fuck's from this girl? And I did not care. I was just mm. like wailing and Ryan's like trying to pick me up. Yeah. It's just so it's so crazy. Yeah. And they were saying like we usually only do CPR for I think it was like twenty five minutes or forty five minutes or something before that they Turn when there's off. no pulse they won't do it anymore. And it had already been past the time of whatever they said and I was like You've got, to, you've got to save her, like, you've got to just keep going, blah, blah, And then finally, this young girl said, I've found a pulse. And I was like, yes, this is a miracle. Like, mm. she's going to be okay. Like, mm. I actually thought that that meant she was going to be okay. They eventually took her to the hospital and Dad I and I went. I remember when they got her in the ambulance, so they had the lights on and they mm. were about to start leaving and then they stopped. And I was like, why are they stopping? Mm. And they turned the sound off. And I was like, or whatever, they turned the lights off or something. I was like, why the fuck have they stopped? Why aren't they going anymore? Yeah. And I remember thinking that's a really bad sign. Like, Mm. wouldn't they just get the fuck out of here and, like, keep going? Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, because they they said in the house, well, like, should you take you to the hospital and stuff? And they were like, everything that we're doing here now is what they would be doing for her in the hospital. So there's no point in us leaving. While we're doing. Yeah, if we we need to get a pulse back and stuff. Anyway, and then so Dad and I went to the hospital. We followed them. Well, you guys came out first, remember? Oh, my God, yeah, and you gave us a hug and you were like, we need to be really positive. I was, like, just trying to be strong for Jade and Chloe, but not only just trying to, like, I wasn't like, oh, I've got to be strong for everyone. Just positive for yourself. Yeah, for myself. I couldn't, like, admit to the fact that maybe something, it wouldn't be all okay. So I was like, guys, it's going to be okay. Just need to keep things going to be positive. It's going to be fine, Mm. blah, blah, blah. I even remember I was meant to go for a walk with Jess that day Mm. and I had messaged her, on the way to the hospital being like, hey, so I'm not going to be able to go for a walk. Mm. Um, something's happened to mum. It's going to be all fine. I can't wait to message you soon with the good news mm. that she's all good, but I won't be mm. able to go for a walk. We're just taking to the hospital. Mm. Um, also, keep in mind, this is peak COVID. We've just gone to have lockdown, yeah. so only Dad and Lauren could go. Yeah. Mm. So me and Jade and And Ryan I wasn't even allowed in at kids. first. Yeah. They made me wait out the front by myself, mm. <laughs> like yeah. it, which was fucked. So we had to... We had to clean up the... Clean up the food, put it all into the fucking containers, which was sick. And, and then... Steve went home with the kids. You you went home with Steve. No, Steve went home with the kids, and then I helped you clean up the kitchen. And then he came and got you. And you, and then you went out with Ryan, and so I was trying to clean... And then I was like, I can't clean up the kitchen, we'll do it tomorrow. Did you and take then, a so car So I took home? Dad's car. Uh, well, Mum's car. And then Ryan and I were just sitting, and I was like, I don't want to put something that I know and love on, because... Mm. If this is bad, I don't want this to remember be remembered yeah. like my friends. So I put on Despicable Me and I put on Despicable Me 2 because I like Despicable Me 1. <laughs> I, I know like, exactly. So it's like even songs or something. Yeah. If they make you, if you're listening to it when something happens or something and, and then you always attach it to that yeah. memory. And then I was like sitting on the couch with Ryan and I was shaking and I was like, I can't, I can't be in this house like we have to get out of the house he's like okay do you want to go to the beach or something Mm. so we got up and went to the beach and we were driving there and i was just crying and i was like can i call faith he's like it's gonna be fine but if you want to call faith call faith Mm. and i called her and i was like crying on the phone she's like what the fuck happened and i remember thinking like how you guys said before you knew nothing was wrong i just had this like i was trying to convince myself it was going to be okay Mm. but deep down i was like this isn't okay Mm. and she was like yeah yeah i'll come straight over and like we met up and we're hanging out and i was just like I knew it was fucking bad. Mm. Like, I don't even know why. I don't know. I'm not like a negative person, but it was like the deep gut, down. Yeah, yeah, gut instincts. Yeah. And I'm not saying that like I necessarily, I don't know. Yeah. I don't even know. It was the weirdest thing. I just remember as well 
because obviously the three of us were texting because you were obviously at the hospital and yeah. at this point you had finally got in yeah. to the hospital. Yeah, they said because of like the circumstances, yeah. which is not a good sign. Which probably should have been a red flag to all of us. <laughs> yeah. but anyway. And I remember the three of us were messaging and the whole time, I don't want to get emotional because... Why, Jay? <laughs> but I just remember thinking... What an incredible big sister. Like the whole time she was oh, like. Oh, seriously. She was obviously in the depth of, I'm going to talk to you like you're not there, but <laughs> she was obviously in the depth of getting probably bad news after bad news or no good news. But she was just messaging us like, oh yeah, no, we haven't really heard much yet. Like everything mm. sounding pretty positive, like was being really positive for us yeah. because like I genuinely thought, oh, she's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But She'll at least fine. you had those extra few minutes of thinking that everything was yeah. going to be okay. I mean, like, obviously deep down, down I was, like, crying and an absolute mess because I was like, well, it might not still be yeah. okay. But, uh, but just from what I was receiving from you, I was like, oh. And I kept telling, telling Steve because Steve was Googling it, of course. And he was like, she's just had cardiac arrest. We're fine. Like, you can save people from cardiac arrest because that's where I found it out. The snoring is cardiac arrest is what yeah. he found out the symptoms anyway. And then you kept um, messaging and then it was finally you – had that conversation with that doctor yeah do you want so, to take over from there well because so basically we, when we got to the hospital they mm. like and once i was when they brought me in and everything they took us into this like little this was like the whole time we we're in there so we we're mm. there for hours it was just being like waiting and then being taken into some weird little room that mm. like you don't want to go into because mm. that's the bad rooms do you know what I mean when mm. something's really wrong so the first time they took us into this little room and it was these two nurses and one of them actually used to coach her daughter mm. and but they're all wearing masks and stuff and I couldn't even tell at this point but anyway they were asking us all about like her any medical issues that she had or her medical history and everything mm. And I remember just like telling them all this stuff and I knew like everything about her and like this little thing had happened and this thing. And I remember her being like, wow, you guys must be really close. You know so much about her. Like mm. it's a very close mother-daughter relationship. And I was just like, yeah, she's, I just kept saying, she's my best friend. She's my best friend. Like mm. over and over that day. I just remember saying that. And then they ended up telling us that they couldn't work out whether it was her heart or her brain, because if it was her heart, they had to fix that first. And mm. if it was her brain, it had stopped her heart from working anywhere. So they mm. needed to fix the heart. And they just needed to work out what was causing the problem and then anyway we just kept getting like more devastating news after devastating news like it wasn't looking that good but that, there was still always hope they're like mm. oh we just need to do this test and like she's still unresponsive and blah blah anyway at this point like the the machines were the only thing keeping her alive at the time like she was just on those machines yeah. And what might, I don't know if it makes you feel any better, but they say that you start getting brain damage like four minutes after not getting oxygen to the brain. And Mm. then it just gets worse and worse after that. Mm. And so she, even if they were able to save her, she would have, have, yeah, exactly. And we wouldn't have wanted that. She wouldn't have wanted that. Exactly. I would have wanted it. And then, (laughs) and then I think about that sometimes, but no. She would have been so cute. And then, (laughs) cutest little vegetable. She would have really been like a little glow worm then. Just a glow worm. Just can't move. And then, yeah so then i remember we went up to like a different section they kept mm. moving her from like ward to ward and i remember me and dad waiting there for ages and um, we were trying to pray and everything and we got taken into the doctors took us into this other little room and they said that if we have anyone like you guys that want to see her before anything happens to give you a call and to get you to come down and then i, I was like oh like does this mean she's dying they're like oh there's there's still a chance blah, blah. so when i called you guys i was like there's still a chance that she can survive but I that remember. was the worst thing i ever had to do to call I you guys i can't imagine how that would have been for you i, yeah. remember getting... I didn't want to make dad do it yeah as well mm. 
I remember getting the phone call and by this point we'd been at ours for a little bit and I hadn't eaten all day. So Ryan's like, let's go and get some food. We can go back to mine because it's closer to the hospital. And we went back there and we weren't there for long. And then Lauren called and was like, hey, beautiful. And I was like, fuck, this isn't good. I was like, what's wrong? Is she okay? And she was like, um, I think you should come down. And I just threw my phone across the room and started screaming no. And I remember his family wasn't home, but his brother was. And I remember thinking, like, holy shit, would he, he have heard that the next day? I was obviously thinking about the time. And I just remember, like, no, no, like, this isn't happening. Mm. And then we, like, immediately got in the car and, like, went over there. And I was just, and Ryan was like, oh, you didn't finish the conversation because he went and picked up the phone. He was like, you didn't finish the conversation with her. Like, there's still a chance. There still might be a chance. Mm. And then I remember getting in the car and just being, like, I was hysterical. And then it was like something like wiped over me and I was just like completely numb. Yeah. I didn't feel anything. It's I like felt a like relief. I was like someone had just like pumped yeah. me full of like heroin adrenaline. or something. Mm. Like I couldn't feel a single thing. Mm. I could barely speak to him. After yeah. Adrenaline rush. And cause like, so with that conversation that I had with the doctor, they said that she basically that like they said that the machines were the only thing that was keeping her alive and that you can have all different levels of brain aneurysms you can mm. have from a grade one which is the least bad to a grade five which is the worst and she had had a grade five brain aneurysm of Never course goes out without a bang. <laughs> always does everything to the extreme and so yeah so she'd had a grade five aneurysm and then they had sent her scans to off to um, i think it was royal north shore to like Very neurosurgeons or the experts over there to see whether it was worth operating on her whether they could do anything to help and so at this point he had just told us that they had sent the scans and then we waited there a bit longer and then he came back in. Actually, no, that's right. He got the phone call while we were sitting there. Yeah. Yeah. And so we heard the call and then he came back and was like, so there's nothing that they can do. They're not going to operate. And I was just like, so angry because I was like, why? Just 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 try. Just Just try. Like, like, we'll pay anything. We'll pay anything. Mm. And then they said, look, we're going to keep her on the machines overnight. And, see if she responds to it or if she recovers. And I was like, so is there a chance? Like, is there something? He was like, well, miracles do happen. Mm -hmm. And that was when I then called you guys. So I was like, there is still a chance because I wanted other people to believe that, to think positively Mm -hmm. and to believe that there was still a chance so that that positive energy was going out there and we weren't all just like, fuck, she's dead. Yeah, Yeah, you know. I just remember, um, actually, I don't really remember. Steve's obviously told me because I've obviously blurred it all out. And also we have to remember I literally had an eight-week-old and a 20-month-old. So I was mid – what is that called? Is it postpartum? <laughs> yeah, postpartum. Yeah. You've my brain stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, I was like literally in the mix of literally having two hours of sleep and mm. then getting up with a newborn and like mm. all of that. So all of this is very blurry to me but – Pretty much same situation. Lauren called and said whatever, and I apparently pegged my phone across the room and Steve went and got her. So Paul Ellis is getting absolutely thrown around. (laughs) I don't want to fucking talk to you right now, Lauren. And then because obviously of our situation and obviously Steve wanted to come say goodbye as well, but we had two babies at home. We had to try and get a babysitter to Mm. look after the kids. And luckily Chloe was with Faith or Faith called. Oh, I called Faith then. I must have. And she said, oh, don't even worry. I'm racing up right now. Me and her girlfriend at the time are coming now. And she came as quickly as she could. But obviously I'm sitting there being like, I'm going to go say bye to mum in hospital. So it felt like it was like literally like 45 minutes or something, which it wasn't. It was like literally five minutes max. Mm. 
And then by the time we had got there and came upstairs, I was only there for a short well, period that's of time. What it was like so it was like up. it was like she literally was she was waiting till we all each got time. to get there. To, yeah, yeah. I remember so just we're going into the yeah. room, and she had all of the tubes yeah. connected to her mouth, and I just was like, "This isn't happening." Yeah, it was so. Traumatic I just genuinely like that. believed that for some reason in my brain I was like, "I've got this really magical power," so I yeah. went up to her head. <laughs> And I was, do you remember, I went behind the ta- yeah. the bed and I was above her head and I was putting my <laughs> hands on either side. And I thought, I'm obviously crying, but I was like, if my tears touch her, yeah. it will say, like, it like was the most ridiculous yeah. thing. That's what I was thinking. Like, it was like whispering to her, like, just wake up. Yeah. And I thought that would wake her up. Yeah. Like, I was like, this oh my is God, yeah. just reminded me, I remember, because her and I were going to go to Burt's together and we had it booked in for the following Friday, which is so fucked up. Mm. And I remember being like, you're going to wake up. We're going to buy the most expensive bottle on the, <laughs> yeah. on the fucking uh, menu. And I was like, I don't was be stupid, mum. You're going to wake up. I was stupidly sitting at home without knowing. And this is obviously how, obviously much we were all in denial but i was researching the sydney glasses that she broke when she fell because i was like she needs to have her because she loves those um reading glasses yeah and so i was i was literally about to order them and steve was like i don't want to be negative but let's just wait and see yeah if she still wants them or something he put it differently but he was like let's just wait and see because i would have got glasses that was so sad having so much stuff delivered oh, after. Yeah. yeah i remember another really sad thing that i want to say just to make all of our listeners cry mum used to pull up her belly and we'd all like touch bellies oh, to each other oh, yeah. and then she'd make us like put our face on her belly she'd be like, and be like this was your, your first, first time. time and i remember when we were in hospital and she was lying there and she had her cute little belly there and i just remember like going up to her and it was like something else took over me and i just put my head on her belly and i was like it was our first time. Was and first I remember, time. I can still hear you saying, oh my God, just like that. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't actually cried about this in a really long time. I know. It's kind of therapeutic for us as well, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but I'm going to go At least we're together. to the office tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> we fucked you up. It might be one of those things, though, that you have a really good cry and it's like it's just released itself yeah. again. I don't know. I don't know. We'll it's cheer ourselves up after we record this as well. Pushing it down for a long time. Yeah, for sure. That's what I was worried about doing this episode as mm. well, like bringing it all up. But I think I've weirdly been like, feeling really emotional and thinking about her like so much lately like i don't know it's so weird how it like comes in waves and it's flows. coming into yeah. christmas too as yeah well. probably that's Her exactly right time of year. the craziest thing and we we haven't really like explained this properly yet but so she she was like on the machines i was saying they're gonna leave her overnight but basically as soon as jen chloe arrived and we all went in and saw her together and we we're also like talking to her and hugging her and like, not saying goodbye, but saying how much we loved her and everything. And that she was going to make it. it and was that she was like, going to make yeah. it. It wasn't not long after that. It was, it was like, like f- literally a couple minutes. Yeah, we were, like, on our way out and all the machines started going crazy. No, no, no. remember as well because she went, like, <gasps> yeah. And we're like, oh, my God, she's waking up, she's waking yeah, up. And then the machines started that. going crazy and they're like, get out, get yeah, out. And we're and like, leave. wait, is that a good sign or a bad sign? And mm-hmm. then she passed away. And so it was literally like she waited until we're all back together wait, again. was that though? Oh, no, yeah, it must have been afterwards when I was like. Dad, let dad. Yeah, so that was when dad. she had passed. Yeah, I was thinking about that as well. So then we left. They ushered us out and we're waiting in the in the waiting room again. And then they came back and told us that she had passed away. And <laughs> we all started laughing. 
We were hysterically crying and then we all started laughing because there was but, a tawny frog mouth. Catalog. Yeah, because me, yeah, me and Dad thought that, that was a good sign. But we also freaking asked that doctor, yeah. and we're like, oh. "Oh, do you reckon she heard us? Like thinking, oh well, at least she could hear us. Yeah, like, we'll like, we love you. We love you. Yeah. yeah." And he was like, "Yeah, <laughs> probably no, probably not. She would have been, she brain been dead. up yeah. anything. She's brain dead." And we're like, <laughs> like "Read the freaking room, serious guy." Like, I know. So, you're all science, but just like look at us and look how miserable he we are. Honestly, was taking it in a way that like she wouldn't have known that she was in that state. Yes, yeah, and she wouldn't know how. Sad, yeah. logically and not emotionally. Yeah. And then as well, because we said, because I, I just kept thinking that day as well, because I'm just so empathetic and so <laughs> selfless. But I just kept thinking, I was feeling sorry for myself. Oh, how sorry. But I felt, so, yeah. Yeah. I, I felt so, I was sorry for all the nurses and the, and the doctors seeing us like that and being like trying to save her and not being able to and then having to deliver us all the bad news over and over. But then I said to the doctor, that same idiot doctor, I was like, you know, I know you feel sorry for us, but I can't help but feel sorry oh for you God, as yeah. well. Oh, yeah. You probably have to deliver <laughs> this news like every day. And he's like, no, mm, not it's really. Not common. Probably only like every couple of months or something. Yeah. 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 Like, Thanks for that. Thanks. Well, I want so we're not like, this is, this is a rare. Uh, one thing I did want to say on that is we found out later that we know someone that works in the ICU and apparently everyone that was on shift that night, all the nurses, all, even if they hadn't spoken to their mum in months, they all organised to see them. Mm their mums after that because they were like that was the most like fucked up moving thing that we've ever mm. seen those girls loved their mums so oh much God, I remember us all walking out of there and they all just like watching us yeah and it was just the it was, most like, fucked yeah, up. It was literally like the whole day everything that happened was like, like a, a movie, movie yeah. it was the weirdest thing ever and yeah um Jade Jade said before and it was really good that she thought of this when we then had to go back in and say goodbye Jade goes maybe we should let dad, dad have some time yeah I just looked so at him got to have... and I just felt so we left them together. I think as well that's the thing that still makes me the most fucking mad. Yeah. They've been together since they were 20 and 21. Like, I used to wake up on a Sunday morning when I still lived at home and the door would be closed and I'd be hungover, obviously, on a Sunday. And I'd go into the kitchen to try and make myself some hungover meal and I would hear giggling coming from their room. And they'd yeah, been together they're for best friends. 40 years. And it's just so fucked up. That I know. It's that's that's what's one of the hardest things about grieving as well, especially when you lose a family member. It's you're grieving for yourself, but you're also grieving for your loved ones. Like why do all of us have to grieve? Yeah, you're is- you're seeing how sad they are, and your heart is breaking over and over and mm. over, seeing how hurt the people you love are. I just I just remember looking over and seeing Dad, and he was holding her hand, and I just remember thinking like. He was holding her hand with the ring finger as well. Yeah, he was rubbing her little fingers. <laughs> and I could see him being like, you could see him like being like, please. Like, I could just oh, fuck, feel what so he far. was feeling. And I was like, let's just. But now I'm trying to be rude because I didn't want to like us to have to leave her yeah. as well. But I was like, it I was just such feel a good like call. He, it was so he the wants right thing to, to be do. with this little person. And they were best friends as well. And it was yeah. also really nice when, I think when we went to go back in and Ryan and Steve were like, oh, let's just give them some time. And they stayed out as yeah. well. That was really nice. Yeah, because I think in those moments, it's like no one really knows how to respond, but I think everyone kind of did it the right way. Like was, was respectful. Yeah. Yeah. Except for that stupid fucking doctor. <laughs> <laughs> 
oh, I fucking needed that. I was going to a dark place. <laughs> and I think that was one thing as well. We were like, oh, my God, no, this is it. This is the last time we ever, we're never going to laugh again. And then because that doctor was such an idiot and we ended up like all cracking jokes in the I remember room. as well. I was like, guys, I'll take one for the team. I'll cut my hair off. I'll dye brown. I'll look heaps like I'll be coming And we're all just like delusional and just like so delirious is the word I mean. <laughs> delusional. <laughs> Probably delusional as well. With like deliriously laughing and stuff. And I was like, oh my God. I just remember having this overwhelming sense of relief that we weren't going to never laugh again. Yeah. And we're going to keep laughing. But I think um, let's fucking wrap it there on the story of what yeah. happened that day and move yeah. on because I cannot. We're going to get in a dark, yeah. dark place. Well, I remember the very next day after our family all found out, we invited them all over so that we could start planning the funeral, which was really fun. Yeah, that was a whirlwind. And I remember, obviously, that was horrific seeing everyone for the first time and everyone just being like, what the fuck happened? Like, what happened? Yeah. And being so emotional and even, like, seeing Dan, our cousin, cry, who, like, never, yeah. I've never, ever seen him. Well, that was the thing. It was so shocking for everyone. She wasn't sick. She didn't have cancer yeah. or something. Like, everyone was just like, she was what? There. What do yeah. you mean? She's dead. And that was a really emotional day. But then once everyone left, and we've spoken about this before, but there was this like beautiful, huge turquoise dragonfly. It was just the four. I nearly said five. Well, it was just the four of us sitting there. Everyone had left, and we were talking about her. And this beautiful dragonfly just came and flew around all of us. It was mm. like slow it was like coming motion, over to our faces. Came over, yeah. like floated around our heads to each one of us individually, and then went and landed. And obviously, because it was just after Christmas, she had Christmas ornaments around in our back, like Bogola area, and landed on one of the Christmas ornaments. And mm. we were all like, "What the hell?" And we looked so at it, magical. And then I was like, "That's got to be her." And I googled what it meant, and it says that the dragonfly meaning like symbolic to death is many people believe that the dragonfly serves as a conduit that can connect them to the spirit world. This makes the dragonfly a symbol of communication with the dead. Mm. And I remember we Googled that and we're like, fuck that. And it was the most like vibrant. I've never seen a dragonfly dragonfly like that in the history of dragonflies. Like it was amazing. I barely even see dragonflies. And then another thing as well. I remember the day after mum's funeral, my close girlfriend's, organized they were like the next day is going to be so shit for you like let's do something really fun so they organized take me to the the aquarium and it was a really nice day they came over here first and i think we were like having i think they brought me lunch actually and then we we're heading out there and as i was leaving i saw like on this little plant that we have just before to go outside i was like is that a praying mantis hmm. i was like oh my god that's so random i was like how cute is it i was like i've never seen a praying mantis anywhere around hmm. here ever so of course Googled. Just after mum died, I googled what a praying mantis after death means. And I looked it up and I can't remember now and I just tried to Google it and it's not coming up. But it was basically like it was to tell if it's a female or a male. Mm. And because they mean different things, if you see a male or if you mean a female, if you see a female. And it's by how many like um, lines they have on their like underbelly. And so I looked at it and it had the same amount. <laughs> I just found the story. Because so you have to spread their legs and work out if they've got a little praying mantis vagina or a little <laughs> Anyway, but it basically said that, like, a divine female energy has passed on and they're telling you that they're okay. Yeah, that was and like the most I perfect just, thing you could have possibly got. I know, and I remember just, like, bursting into tears and I was with all of them and they're like, how special is that? And I was like, I've never, ever seen a praying mantis mm. in Sydney in the wild, mm. let alone in my house, mm. the day after my mum's funeral like it's so it's so it's one of those things regardless of whether you believe in anything like that or what you believe it's so comforting those little Mm. things 
so yeah that it just like means so much you're like oh I don't know even though it's like a little silly thing like it's can mean so much Mm. I think one thing as well like that I was just thinking about in the days after because the whole thing was a blur it was a very dark time those first few weeks and then so dark I was not sleeping I didn't yeah we didn't eat people like trying to force feed us literally forcing food into my mouth dad was like make I remember dad making me eat this like ice cream or something which was so weird I made us all a juice Oh my yeah, god, you went up to IGA yeah. and bought a bunch of carrots and a bunch and of beetroot. She was like, she was like Oh, are you going on a juice cleanser? My mum just died. So. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to get some when nutrients. But yeah, that was one of one silver lining as fucked up as what it was that we're going through was a silver lining that we really realized how many amazing people we have in our life and how many mm. people care about us and that would do anything for us. Yeah, it just really showed how kind people can be and how amazing like humanity can be as well. The first couple of days were really intense. Especially having kids. Just added on to it because obviously I was spending so much time with you guys. Steve took a lot of time off work for me. Well, a lot of time he took off um, what he could, which was an extra week on top of the summer holidays. And I was obviously breastfeeding at the time too, which then I remember obviously <laughs> planning mom's funeral and having to express all day and then Steve would either come pick milk up or I'd drop it off and then mm. I tr- kept trying to feed Florence actually breastfeeding because I didn't want her to get used to the bottle get used to the bottle so then I'd have to go home and try and make her latch on again and it was just so stressful just something that I I mean no one should I just don't feel that anyone should have to go through something that we all went through but then on top of that having to try and care for tiny tiny little people I just mm. honestly sometimes I think back to that and I just you should be very proud of yourself. Yeah. yeah. I am, but I also just... I <laughs> don't know how you did it. I really genuinely... I think I took to walking around the square aimlessly, which I probably looked like a psycho because mm-hmm. I was there every single day. But I, I, don't, I honestly don't know. Like, obviously, from the help of, like you said, amazing friends and family and you guys and Steve and stuff, it I'm very really, lucky. But mm. And everyone has their, like, weird ways of coping with things and mm. we all dealt with it differently and we mm. all did different things. Like, I know Chloe hung out with friends a lot mm. and you walked around the square. <laughs> <laughs> I was by myself. Well, it was also, it was just and so... And I did not leave Dad's side. Yeah. I was like, I could not leave. I had, like, hectic abandonment, mm. like, issues and I was so scared mm. of something happening to him which is totally fair enough though and like I think that's what I found very strange for me as well it was like we were all together for I think it was like a week was it pretty much straight Mm -hmm. and then I'd come home home and Steve would be there for me at home and then all of a sudden everyone slowly started like leaving to go back to work and then the person that I would be hanging out with with the kids Mm. was mum so then it was um not saying that it was any different to what other people were experiencing but it was just all of a sudden I was every morning re... It was very apparent. Yeah, it was just so, like, that's the point that you just, like, expect to have your mum in or at least be able to call. Yeah. Like, I'd have all of these things going on with the kids and just not be able to even run... Not saying I didn't run things by you guys and you guys were amazing, but... No, Jade, I know what you're saying. It's just such a different thing to be able to get on the phone at least to your mum. Yeah. There were so many times where I went to, like, I'd be like, oh... Because yeah, we still met with her. Yeah. Or I'd, like, go to call her and I'd just go to ask her a question and just be like... Oh, no, I still do that, do that yeah. sometimes. I still, yeah. to this day. I, I actually like, oh. went on my car the other day and went call Ponce and I was like, yeah. <laughs> I remember what was my brain that did that? Faith's mum actually came over to, and this was like maybe a mm. week after the funeral and she brought us like this huge, because obviously dad and Lauren are vegan, so she bought mm. this huge like vegan meal and she came over and we ended up like luring her in. She ended up sitting <laughs> yeah. down with us for like an hour and a half. Love her so much. <laughs> but we just... 
Because we haven't I'm really wanted to spoken to, to many people and they were just like, yeah. they were just telling her every detail. I know. She's like, oh my God, okay. But I remember one thing she said, she was like, how are you going? Because she's like, because I know a lot of the time it's like, everyone's there for you. Everyone wants to do everything. Mm. They're like, oh, I'll cook you something. I'll mm. do this. I'll do this. And then she's like, and they get to a point where you're like, oh, everyone moves on. Everyone moves life. on. And I remember thinking, wow, I haven't really got that yet. But I mean, what? It was two weeks after the funeral, so three mm. weeks after she died. And then I remember when it slowly stopped, maybe it was like a month or two months or three Mm. months. And then I just remember being like, everyone else's life has gone back to normal. Mine will never go back to normal. And no one understands what it's like for me. Mm. I'm sitting here laughing with you Mm. guys in the back of my mind. I remember feeling so guilty for laughing because I was like, I remember how can I be happy when the worst thing in the world has happened? Socializing in the few months after was really hard. Like, it felt like, didn't you feel like you weren't even yourself? Like, I felt like it wasn't me that was there. I felt like like, I was never having an out of body experience every time I was in public. Exactly. I remember one of our best friends had her engagement party and we all wanted to be (laughs) there for it. But it was, I remember that was like the main like social thing that I did in those first few months. And it was just like, Mm. I've just felt so strange. It felt like it wasn't even me there. Mm. I remember I went out after which was so stupid and I just got absolutely wasted and was mm. crying the whole way home. But I must say that that is the only time I've drunk cried over mum since she passed away. Yeah. And I get drunk every single weekend. So Usually I do it in the morning when I'm hungover and have mad anxiety. I'm mm. like, and your mum's dead. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Literally. Uh, you go on the breakup, your mum's yeah. dead. And it's like, uh, you thought it was bad that you sent that crazy DM last night? Well, it just got a whole bunch worse. Because <laughs> your mum's dead. Don't, Don't forget about that. Dare forget. Although, if we're switching over into the how to deal with grief part of this episode, mm. I actually, one day I was having the worst anxiety. It was maybe two or three months after mum had passed away. Mm. And Brian and I, my boyfriend at the time, had gone, we were so hungover. And we'd gone to get, I think we got fish and chips. And then we went and sat on the headland. And I was sitting there with him and I was like eating these fish and chips. And I was like, oh my God, anxiety, my life sucks. And while I was sitting there and I was like, why did I get so drunk last night? It was the first time that I got proper, proper drunk and had like really bad hangover. And I remember thinking, I just got this like overwhelming, like it felt like I'd been dumped in the ocean. Mm. And I was like, oh my God. And I just felt so terrible. And I was sitting there and I just grabbed his leg and I was like, I feel really sad right now. And he's like, it's okay, it's okay. And then all of a sudden it was like my brain snapped. Mm. And it was almost like I felt like a physical touch of like mom or whatever the hell was happening to me. And my brain just switched from being like so overwhelmingly sad to having this like you know what your mom has died she's never coming back you're either going to be miserable for the rest of your life mm. wishing she was still around doing everything to try and like reminisce on this yeah, like this person or you can go down another path where you're like how fucking lucky am i that that yeah. was my mom yeah and those are the memories that we have and yeah. how special she was but either way you're always going to end up at the same destination she's gone at the end of the day you're not yeah. getting her back yeah why wouldn't you have a good life she would have wanted me to have a good life she was mm. like the happiest most like mm. positive person ever mm. why if you can, I mean, it's so much easier it's said so, than yeah, done, but it was like I was going totally down. Control, yeah. So. yeah, I was going down such a dark path that morning. And then I was just like, something snapped in my brain. And I was like, I don't want to feel this mm. way anymore. Mm. I don't want to be miserable for the rest of my life. Totally. I need to be happy. Like I was happy before. I want, she wants me to be happy. I remember mm. us saying like, we don't just want to survive. We want to thrive. Like, yeah. <laughs> We don't want to survive, we want to thrive. But it's (laughs) fucking true. I was like, why would I spend the rest of my life being miserable? Mm. It's like that saying, you can't control what happens to you, but you control Control how you react react to it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I guess, yeah. But it was literally that moment in time that everything, like, kind of changed for me because I was like, 
when was this about like what month? So I feel like things changed. Like it became easier and stuff to like socialize around the time that you and Faith had that party. Like, so probably like May. She died yeah, in January. Yeah, so it was just before that. Yeah. Yeah. It was about May. So how many months is that? January, February, March, April. Yeah. It was about like four or five months. Uh, yeah. I was going to say April that it was. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah that things started feeling better and I actually had like so many moments of like where I was socializing and actually having like fun yeah, and like being focused on what was happening on the night out and mm. not just like being like, okay, you're socializing now. Like let's be here in the moment. Mm. Let's, do you know what I mean? Like able to just be myself. And then finally we start having fun and like feeling like ourselves again and we get put into another lockdown. Oh yeah, that was it. I would say one of the best things that we were told mm. was it doesn't go away, but it does get better and it will mm. get better. A hundred percent. And, that's and I remember people saying that and me being like, it's fucking easy for you to say that. Like, yeah. You haven't ever lost anyone that close. Or even, but it was the people that it meant so it. much yeah. when it was someone that had gone yeah. through it. And I was like, oh my God, like if you've gone through this, then you, mm. you get it and it must be true. And so then you still think though, like you don't know though, because our mum is way better than anyone else's mum. <laughs> we're so much closer. But it is true. It mm. actually does get better. You feel like you're in this place where you're like, there's no way this could ever get better. Or this is the worst thing if I'm going to feel like this. I remember thinking I'm never going to have that like pure joy feeling yeah. again. Cause every time I would laugh, I would immediately feel guilty mm. and I can promise you now if you're experiencing this or you know someone that's experiencing this i am back to my happier self and there's just a little part of me that is like well not a little part a huge part of me fucking misses her but there's a little part of me that's like a little bit different but i'm still back to my happier self and i promise you'll get there yeah like it's so true it's so hard to believe it when you're in it but that's so true we promise you it does get better. It does get easier. And we had so many moments where it was even like a couple of weeks after where we were all cracking up in the kitchen over something. And I was like, oh, my oh, God. Oh, were we doing a three-way high five that day too? Yeah. We were cooking the Christmas lunch. Yeah. <laughs> and we are joking about it. And so we made Christmas lunch three, gravy. three months later. Mm. Yeah. And like stirring the gravy, we all had to take turns. Oh, my God. Mum told me how to make the gravy. Yeah, because Jane's the gravy queen. <laughs> and we were actually like having so we're actually joining us yeah because yeah. 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 that should have been the shittest day ever but it was actually quite a funny morning yeah my biggest tip that's just come to my mind now is do you remember it was like it was either the day after or a couple of days after and dad suggested we went for a swim oh yeah and that honestly i think we all agree we were all honestly like that. almost felt like it took that part of grieving off us or something it was like as soon as we dived yeah. in the water it washed off our yeah. bodies having this overwhelming sense of oh things are going to be okay yeah and we, all and have, we, we were still all have each other. still so close and i mean okay that's obviously not the tip because maybe people don't have that yeah but the advice would be go and do something that you really love like going for a swim in the ocean mm. or something, something with the people yeah and, and something that you enjoyed before this happened yes to you. exactly yeah. you still can enjoy just it. honestly that moment it was only i totally forgot such about a that. short That's period so of time after it and i just honestly that was i remember <laughs> looking at all of you guys yeah. like, like it's so gonna be good. okay I'm pretty sure it was the very next day. Yeah. And I remember the drive there was so shit Awkward. and we were all quiet and just like looking down on our hands yeah. and like crying. And then the drive back, we're like, what about when she did this? And like talking yeah. about her and we're just like laughing and chatting yeah. and talking again. And that's the mm. thing. It's like, you don't have to like, cause I, I struggle to talk about, obviously we're doing this whole episode on it, but I struggle to talk about the bad things and how unlucky mm. we are that this happened and how mm. awful it is. But you can still talk about the person in like, Oh my God, mum would love this right now. Yeah. Or like, can you imagine what mum would say and stuff. Well, that's what we try and focus on. Yeah. Like, since she passed away, it's always, mm. 
I agree. I find it really hard to be like, oh my God, that day, blah, blah, blah. Like I never talk about that day. I never mm. let myself think about that day. But I like to like, especially now that I'm living with Faith and mm. it's so nice. I feel like she's very aware of it. She's very conscious. Mm. She doesn't want me to never talk about it. Mm. Obviously, you guys are the exact same. You're my sisters. We talk about it all the time. Yeah, yeah, of course. But she doesn't ever want it to be like, oh, she can't talk about it in front of mm. me. So she'll mm. be like, oh my God, what about when your mum used to? She was like, she'd always say, yeah. I'd come over and you would be sitting in that same spot with her little <laughs> sarong <laughs> and her little iPad. <laughs> her corner. Yeah. And then she I just want to schlock in that corner. Yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember when we cleared out that little corner and it was full of her alcohol? Yeah. There was so many alcohol bottles. Fuck, she was a unique person, wasn't she? She's best. I love her. I think another tip for people that are actually grieving is to remember that there's no right or wrong way to grieve mm. and that you can, you can do it in your own way. And don't think that because you don't want to talk about it, that you're doing the wrong thing or mm. that you're, you know, if you're like taking time for yourself or if you want to talk about, it, or if you go into denial, like me and Chloe say with all the time, that's I'm okay. Like as long as you're not doing it to the point where it's like causing you harm. Like mm. if it was like, you know, if you're really bottling it up and then freaking out at people in other mm. situations or something, but that honestly hasn't happened to me. I I keep checking in with myself no, and being guys, like, uh, yeah, you just denial, but not in an unhealthy way. Yeah, yeah. Like well, that's just what I'm in a coping about. mechanism mm. way. Because I also remember Mum's best friend mm. Colin. Shout out, I'm mm. adore you. But I remember once he said that when his dad passed away, that him and his sister dealt with it really differently, mm. and he was grieving from the very beginning, whereas mm. she kind of didn't really grieve with it. And then two years later, someone called her by her nickname that her dad used to call her. I don't think they were talking to her. They were talking to someone else in the store. And she completely freaked out. And yeah. I remember thinking, is that going to happen to me? But then I was like, Chloe, you're not not grieving. Yeah. You're, yeah. Just, you're suppressing you're a lot of the feeling, it. but you're yeah. not not Because we couldn't, we literally couldn't function mm. if we were just thinking yeah. about it all the time. I also just thought of another tip as well. Well, I didn't just think of it. But what really helped <laughs> Why me. Why would you lie about that? I just thought of it. <laughs> um, no, what really helped me in especially that first couple of weeks months whatever was setting something and I know this sounds really ridiculous but in grief and then on top of that having two people on top of you <laughs> yeah, two guys but I think this is a standard thing for just being a mum. but then on top of this but I thought that this was really helpful was setting something every single day that I just really loved prior to mum passing away so whether that be i know it sounds really small and in, insignificant Jay, this we were just saying there's no wrong thing yeah, to grieve but it was like even one day i'd say okay i'm gonna do a really beautiful face mask for yeah today or whatever and then the next day might be go for a little walk or whatever but just setting one thing totally. every single day and i just remember that was kind a of little like bit of joy in something day. i really looked forward to so when steve got home and looked after the kids then i'd go and do mm, that one thing for myself and it was something, something yeah like i'd go have a bath yeah exactly and it was just something that i really looked forward forward to in mm. the day 100 percent, and it's very interesting how differently we all graved mm. yeah and obviously this is my i freak out when something really happens and mm. i don't jump into action and i need to be surrounded by people when i'm going through a hard time mm. and because obviously we said that about the breakup but then with mum, i remember just being like i need either people around me at all time i couldn't deal with the head noise mm. another thing as well that i really found that helped with grieving was we actually got given this book by a couple I was of different say people that, yeah but and it's we called, all passed it around we all passed it around it's called coping with grief mm. and it's by diane mckisson and mal mckisson yeah it's really good and we got given it by different people people a couple of different people, a couple of yeah. times so we ended up who having had, three versions yeah who, who had, had their own experiences yeah. with grief awesome. and i remember <laughs> 
I think I want to write that as again. it is. It was maybe two days after Mama passed away alone. And I was like, let's get down to the beach. Let's go and sit in the sun. We need to do something. And we went down. And because we've been given so many copies <laughs> of this book, we both had one each and we're lying there and we're just reading this book. And again, we we're in that stage of being completely numb. Yeah. Like I was, I was reading this as if I was learning how to deal with a work colleague. Yeah. Yeah. And there was so much thing that I remember reading, but a really interesting thing as well is that, a lot of the time when you're coming up to the anniversary of the death, you start experiencing symptoms of how they died. Oh my and I remember God, being like sick. So I'm yeah. going to get like the worst headaches coming well, up we to. We all do, don't we? And oh my God, if I'm ever going through like a hard time mm. or like around the anniversary of her death or any like monumental periods mm. in her life. It's the so crazy. worst headache. It's oh so insane. The connection between the mind and the body is just so powerful. Yeah. The brain and the mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, that book, I was going to suggest that as well. That was really good. And thank you so much to the people that gave us that because yeah. it really did help. It really helped. I want to and read and it thank again, you so actually. much to the people that wrote the book. Yeah. And the best part is. And thank is, you to everyone that's ever read it. <laughs> the best part is, this isn't a book that's going to take you five days to read. Lauren and I read half of the book at the beach. I read the next half the following morning yeah. it takes you if you want to read from start to finish mm. it takes you about an hour and a half oh, it's and so read it as strong, soon as yeah. you can as well because it actually goes through all the different yes, stages it goes through before, like we day one two, and... yeah two days after I mm. think I read it a lot later than you guys yeah. did you did mm. yeah no but you can read it at any point though, yeah. and it will help but yeah no that was really good so to finish off we thought mm. we wanted this to maybe help people that have lost someone or dealing with grief in whatever way it mm. affects you but we thought we also want to help people who want to be there for someone who is grieving mm. or someone close to them is grieving and they want to be able to support them so we've come up with like a few little tips of things that helped us didn't help us ways that you know you can be there for the people in your life that may be grieving my main one for this is I found it so amazing when people actually ask me, do you want to talk about it? Let's mm. talk about it if you want to. If you don't, let's like – it actually gave me the Option. freedom Option. as well to be able to talk about her or we'd just talk about something completely different. And uh, you guys know me very well, but I obviously just want to talk about her 24-7. I'm a yeah, very hard yeah. – my heart on my sleeve kind of mm. person and I just – I don't know. I really took a lot of comfort in just talking about her all the time and even mm. talking about the situation and how it happened and all that type of stuff. I actually, that was really good for my grieving. Yeah. So, and I think that it's such an important thing to know the person that's. Yeah, because people going, deal with everyone it differently. Deals, like, just look at us three. You guys yeah. are a little bit more on the similar path of how you guys kind of grieve. Yeah, because I Similar-ish. had. I had so many friends, which was so great, and they were mm. like, she's going to want to talk about it. And yeah. so they always tried to make me talk yeah. about it, and I ended up being like I don't want to talk about it mm. and as much as it was so good that they were mm. there for me and everything and they ended up realizing that mm. I didn't want to talk about it it was kind of like I already spoke about it so much with you guys yeah, I already thought about it so much it. in my head yeah. that when I was with my friends I just wanted to talk about like fun stuff mm. and just be myself and, and mm. take my mind off it mm. but so it's so you're so right it's so important to know which one you are yeah and just, ask and just actually and just genuinely ask the question put it in their face yeah. be like do, do you, you want, want to, to talk, talk about, about it? it but not just the first time you see them because sometimes you really want to talk about it sometimes you just want to pretend that it's even mm. happened or even it so doesn't have to be just... the very first thing you can be hanging out for like three hours and at the end and be like and how are you doing like do you want yeah. to talk about it do you want to like mm. no. and if it is someone that wants to talk about it just remember that this isn't like 
there's no solution to this. Mm. You don't have to come up with any answers. They just want like a shoulder to cry yeah. on or, or an ear to listen. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So you just need to be there to like listen and be like, oh my God, mm. yeah, I know. And like mm. that type of stuff. You don't need to be trying to, you know, Give fix a solution. them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because there isn't one yeah. all the time. And yeah. I think that's something that's important as well. I think that's something that is really hard for people that are dealing with someone who is grieving because they're like, they see someone they love so much mm. in so much pain. And they're like, fuck, I just want to fix you. Yeah. I want you to Which feel better. And that's but why. it's like with something like this, mm. you literally can't. And it actually reminds me, there was this one time where I was fighting with my boyfriend at the time and mom came into my room. And she was like, it's so hard because the only person that can make you feel better about this is that person. And it's like, when you're so upset, yeah. the only person that would make me feel better right now is mum. Yeah. And yeah, no exactly. one's going to make me yeah. feel better. So you trying to make me feel better. I appreciate it. Mm. And I adore that you're trying to make mm. me feel better. But the only person that can make me feel better right now is mum. Mm. So another thing that I thought of is like, you want to be there physically for them, like actually show up. If they ask you to hang out and they want to hang out, show up for them, mm. like be there. This is like the hardest time of their life. Don't be like too busy for them or whatever. Mm. And I think, you know, Don't keep making plans and then being like, Oh my God, we've, I'm like, let's hang out. We've got to hang out next we should week. Do this, yeah. and, then and then the, the day comes and being like, not messaging them or yeah. something like, like a text you're already fucking something. struggling you don't want to then get to like the tuesday and be like oh they're gonna come over dinner tonight and they mm. haven't messaged me yeah mm. if they say that they want to do it then follow they through want with to it. do it yeah, yeah. exactly yeah because in those moments like just texting someone isn't really like being there for them no. some people don't realize that and that's fine but i think if that's one thing that we can get across as well it's like actually physically be there for your friends and this yeah. isn't like you know you don't want to be inundated with people all the time but this is like if they've actually asked you to hang out or if you've made plans to hang out or yeah, if they're trying bail. to hang oh, out yeah them. just be there you can bail all the other times but when they've lost someone and they need you be there for them mm. another thing that i was going to say as well is it's very circumstantial on the day as mm. well like they're not the bailing thing but there were so many times where like one day I'd get like a message from like 10 of my friends and I'd be like, this is so fucking overwhelming. I cannot yeah. deal with this. Stop messaging me. I'm finally, I'm back in the office yeah. and I need to focus on work. And I just keep getting a message. How are you? Cause it's a little you? reminder of it all the time. Yeah. Too. But mm. then there'd be like a random day when no one would check in and I'd <laughs> be like, everyone. It's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But it's so fucked because it's so double. You just don't know. Yeah. It's such a percentage. You can yeah. message someone. But what I found and because very sadly, but one of my closest friends lost her father mm. four months before mum passed away. And I oh remember. Oh my god, I didn't know it was that close. It was so fucking oh close. Oh my god, of course, yeah. Yeah. yeah and I remember at the time, I just remember being so torn up about it and just being like, I need to be there for her, blah, blah, blah. And it was only after mum passed away that I was like very calculated about mm. when I messaged her because originally I just messaged her throughout the day. Mm. Yeah. But then it got to the point where I was like, okay, well, she's probably going to be at work right now. She doesn't want mm. this. Yeah. So I was like, because I knew what I had experienced. So I was like, like, I need to message her at, like, 7.30 because she'll be home from work. Well, that's such a good point then, Chloe. Like, actually really thinking about... Yeah. Thinking about their you situation, their, their circumstances. When would you want to be getting a message? Yeah, yeah Because it is, yeah. like, a, it is a big reminder. I remember having to message our amazing friends that were always checking mm. in and being like, it may take me sometimes mm. a couple of days to respond. And it's not that I don't appreciate your messages yeah, and stuff. Just it's just a lot. Moment, it's really yeah. overwhelming, yeah. I remember, interestingly, the following morning after mum passed away, when everyone started finding out because obviously <laughs> that was so a joyful time it was great but i remember one of my girlfriends the first time i saw her she was like yeah you replied to my message within like five minutes and i was like 
wow, I wasn't expecting a reply for like five days. Yeah. And I was like, it's because I was in such like a void of yeah. my life. Yeah. That these messages were coming through. It was like, Same. I was a robot. Being yes. Like, oh. yes. <laughs> Thank you so much. I went back on some of them Thank as well. So and I'm like, why she was, was a great so I look back yeah, on some of people yesterday. that I like don't fucking care about. I'd be like, thanks, babe. Love you so much. <laughs> I don't know I'm what like, I would I do without really you. Yeah. 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 One more thing that I wanted to say as well that is kind of like a, a um, realistic thing mm. is when someone's lost someone or someone's going through grief and stuff and you want to send flowers. And we had so many flowers and they were so beautiful. So beautiful. And we're so, like yeah, we're so Are lucky. Are you going to say the same point that I was going to say? Yeah, well, I was going to say that you can still send flowers. It was difficult for us having to get rid of them at the end. So my, <laughs> our friends, because we're like, oh, my God, we just kept them up. We had all of the Christmas decorations and all of the flowers up yeah, for like weeks. Yeah, probably overwhelming time. Yeah. Yeah, and then so I actually, because everyone kept saying, if we can do anything for you, if we can do anything for you. And I was mm. like, well, actually, go, we got our friends to come in and take down all the mm. Christmas decorations, put them away and get rid of all the flowers because we didn't want to have to get rid of them. So that was really um, helpful. So I'm not saying don't send flowers, but one thing that actually really helped was sending food mm. instead. Oh, that's exactly Making what my point was. Making food and dropping it off. That was so special. Even sending the takeaway vouchers. Yeah, that was really, yeah, vouchers. that was so helpful. And because that's the last thing you feel you like is cooking. I remember just like going into the fridge and you'd be like, you hadn't eaten in like, fucking 20 hours and you'd be like i'm so hungry but i can't be able to do anything and you'd open the fridge and you just say like a meal that someone had dropped off and be like you don't have to think about it you just put it in the microwave yeah. Or you yeah. do whatever with it and that was just that was the most everything that everyone did was beautiful and helpful yeah. and we loved all of it and there were a few friends that got me like vouchers to things and there was everything was so special but i also just want to say as well for if you're listening if anyone came and just offered going to get very emotional but just offered to look after the kids and just help me through a very difficult time that's really really nice of you i can't hear your voice like that (laughs) no just really really just even if it was like an hour or two that was really because it was hard yeah little babies yeah and you know who you are and i know you're listening and i just can't thank you enough we would just want to thank everyone for how much you guys were all there for us. And mm. we're so lucky. And if there is one thing that came out of this, mm. it's so hard. You know, Jade bawling on one side and then I'm speaking like a robot on the other side. No, this is we've a, all had our time. I know. So haven't it's we? just a perfect example. Numb. Yeah, like of the numbing. You can feel so emotional and then you can just be completely numb as well. I'm but, also um, like three champagnes down. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was just this really bittersweet thing where we'd lost our most favourite person, but we realised how lucky we were. I cannot tell you. (laughs) I cannot tell you the extent of how going through a huge monumental moment in your life... Mm. It brings out... brings out who your real friends are. Yeah. And who cares about you and who actually wants to be there for yeah. you yeah it's just so true and we do thank everyone that was so there for us and like even the little the little dinners do you remember like the little pajama parties that we had over <laughs> oh here with the girls yeah. 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 we like sat out the back and just oh had a whole God. bunch of snacks oh my and God, everything that was another thing so mum passed away like three or four weeks before jade's birthday so mm. that was yeah sick. and then mm. so like all your birthday presents were like oh another thing birthdays. another thing i want to say is obviously the first year after it happens, it's going to be the first of everything. So it's yeah. going to be your first birthday without her, your first Christmas, yeah, without her, your first Easter, your first, first Mother's yeah. Day or Father's anniversary, Day. Or first, is, yeah. yeah, so make sure if you're trying to be there for someone that's grieving, make mm. sure you're always 
but, there for those moments and too. And then even on from that, like if someone's lost their mother or their father and it's Mother's Day or Father's Day, try and just jog that in your mind that a nice little even just a love heart on the day maybe you don't want to talk about them or whatever and it's all drop them over like a little block of chocolates or something like that like yeah which or a little um cos lettuce or something (laughs) (laughs) drop me off an iceberg lettuce (laughs) does anyone else have anything that they want to say no but i just feel really bad because i just (laughs) thanked everyone except for my beautiful little man stevie who was very very beautiful throughout that whole thing and has been very beautiful to this day even though I am no longer with that boy, he was very special during that time. Yeah. And yeah. he's still an amazing It's a hard movie. thing that they probably had to go through. So Totally. It's very beautiful. And I think the last message we want to leave you all with is that it does get better. Mm. You can still be a positive person. Life you can is still, still be fun. happy. I you can still go you out and get fucked up and have the funnest nights of your life. It will happen. <laughs> yeah, those would just be a little bit worse. Yeah. Yeah. Or you can still be an incredible mother or father. Exactly. It just takes a little bit. Mm. Exactly. There's and all different this. pages that you go through when you're grieving. And yeah. And you will get, get through it. Also, we've experienced it. If you need someone to talk to and you don't have that many people yeah. speaking, yeah. we're here. Yeah, reach, reach out, out to us. Because yeah. that's one thing that helped us the most was talk, having other people that had lost their mum or had I some. remember yeah. you saying this one thing just after mum had passed away where it was like a friend of yours that you weren't that close to was like, oh, I'm so sorry. You just joined this really shitty club. Yeah. And I was like, as fucked up as that is, it's so true. It's, it's like so a club. You then, understand. It's yeah. like you have this common denominator with this mm. person that you might not be that close with, mm. but you're you just get along with them yeah. so well immediately you, you because get you're each like, other. Oh, we yeah. fucking have experienced this mm. together. It's weird. Yeah, mm. so if you need to talk to anyone, we're out there. We will be here. Brussels people. <laughs> Brussels hit us up. <laughs> All right, guys, let's leave it there before mm-hmm. we have another meltdown. What a depressing conversation we had tonight. No, but I think it's just so – it is depressing, but it's also so real, important and real, I think, like – and it's obviously just such a weight off my shoulders. <laughs> We've done it. I know. We finally did it. We've now I've got to edit it. Every Everyone wish me luck because <laughs> that's going to be a very tough day. <laughs> And don't come and talk to me about this in real life because I'm going straight back into denial yeah. after this goes live. Talk to Jade about it. Jade wants to talk about it. <laughs> me and Chloe don't want to talk about it. Maybe text me and that's it. Yeah. Go and speak to me at IRL. Happy. I'm out happy to have a chat. All right. We love you guys. Love Thanks you for all. listening to this. We hope that it helped just one person. Well, we hope that it helped someone <laughs> no, just one person. We had them in mind because <laughs> we're killing your parents. <laughs> Wow, we only had one really hectic dark humor joke, I feel. Just that one? I feel like we had a couple. Did we? All right. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone.